presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also, going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non sports sports wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, joining us, however you may be tuning in. Whether that's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, which is free to download, or streaming us on 106.9thefan.com. Thanks for taking us with you, wherever you may be, and hopefully we can take you on a bit of a journey today as we talk about sports Try to figure out um, some things that happened here in the office with AJ today, but that's okay. Uh, what happened with me in the office today? I'm trying to think. Every day, every day. <laughs> You're like every day is an adventure. Tell no. Okay, okay. We were talking. There's a chance, Eric, that you and I could be live at location a little bit more often than usual. Okay, I mean, you're going to have to get out and about and have your face seen by the people. I mean, I'll have to, like, do my hair. You, you never do your hair. Not show up in pajamas. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, you can do that. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. But you, and then the lady, fantastic, she's like, yeah, you know, we're talking about uh, ways to, and then you give her, like, this glaring look, and she's scared. I didn't give her a glaring she's look. Like, I was well, giving well, you a glaring look. Is, is that okay, Vice President? Is, is that okay? <laughs> she didn't. And you're like, no, that you're is like, not yes, true. yes, that's uh, that, that's fine. That Just make sure you come true. to me first before you, you know, we don't let AJ out anyways. But uh, you know, when we do, <laughs> y'all, so nice of you, Eric. Hey, uh, dude. Ton of stuff going on in the 4 o'clock hour. Baseball Hall of Fame announcements coming out here in just minutes, moments. Um, we're going to get those announcements coming out of who is in the MLB Class Hall of Fame for 2022. My guess, Eric, is they let three guys in. Just three. Bonds, Ortiz, Clemens. I think Schilling is just barely out of it. And I think he's going to lose his mind about it, of, of course. But, yeah, I think he's out. Um, but that would be my guess. Uh, we've got, Eric, not one but two pairs of tickets to give away for tomorrow night's game against the Aztecs. Uh, game is not at 9 o'clock. It is at 8.30. Yep, it's been moved up. Been moved up a half hour. So, game at 8.30 against San Diego State at home. We'll give away those tickets, uh, here in the show. Um, what's today? Tuesday, so we got a stat player. Love to hear from our listeners, right? Gilmore's text line's open. 
I think, 435-339-0321. It is open. It is open. Open for business today. We, we are open. Also coming up, uh, actually, this will be next hour. We'll have a conversation with Josh Pacheco. He is with, uh, it's an ESPN Oh, affiliate. that's awesome. You don't even know who he's with. Uh, he's a radio. He's with a radio station in Honolulu. <laughs> I just don't remember. <laughs> it's probably like 777. And you're like, I can't remember what it is. That would no, there are no radio stations seven seven seven. That'd be a great one for Las Vegas. But uh, anyway, Josh Pacheco, he follows Hawaii football very closely in Hawaii sports. If you haven't been following long, there's been a lot of controversy with uh, what's going on with their head football coach, Coach Graham. Uh, I mean, it went all the way to the like the state legislature. Kind of got involved. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he re- he resigns. He had his own son transferring away. You know, it's that bad when the player's son. Because like, Dad, I want to be with wants you. Wants out of there. You suck as a coach. Um, but he didn't get fired. He resigned. And it was, I don't know how that worked. I don't know. And then June Jones was really interested in the job, but they're only going to give it to him for like two years. And the <laughs> AD had to like be looking over his shoulder to put his staff together. Anyway, it's really weird. Yeah, it's awkward. They they have settled on somebody, and why this hire was different than than Jones, I, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Josh Pacheco, he'll be joining us next hour to help us kind of make sense of what's going on, and plus. How are things going on with their their stadium? Because they're doing a total stadium uh, rebuild there for the Hawaii football team. So that'll be coming up next hour. I think that'll I think that'll be interesting. I don't know if you will find that interesting either. But uh, speaking of football and future games, because the Aggies uh, they will play Hawaii. They play Hawaii next year. Next year, yeah, on the on the islands. Yep. Um. Some news coming today. I guess there was kind of a Q&A with the athletic director at uh, Boise State. Uh-huh. And he revealed that their series with BYU will be ending this upcoming fall. Oh, it's ending? It's ending. They had games scheduled out through 2034, I think is what I was able to find out. So, do you know what that means? That means we ain't playing them either. I don't know, but here's... Here's uh, what they're this Jeremiah Dickey. This is what he had to say. He's the athletic director, by the way. Right. So he is the <laughs> athletic director at Boise State. Um, says challenging for them as an independent Utah and Utah State also important to their base. I have hope we can get a home and home in the future, but they need to figure out Big Twelve, etc. And I completely understand. Well, okay. So here is my. So that, that indicates that. BYU feels like Utah State is ahead of the line. No, ahead it, of Boise State. It tells me they're behind the line. Schedules. It tells me they're behind the line. I don't think that Utah State is a priority to BYU anymore, unless Utah State will just play them there to eliminate the home and home and say, you know what, we're BYU, we're the Big Twelve, and we we don't play small town schools anymore. At their place. We're better than that. At least that's what BYU wants to think. Well, that's, what, that's the attitude Utah has displayed. Yes. But yet they'll go play Illinois or Northern Illinois, Weber State, Southern Utah. Fresno State even. And then we're like, hey, you want to go play Utah State? No, no. Don't have time for that. Uh, really quickly, hey, 2947 text in. Uh, we'd love to hear both your thoughts on the OT rules in the NFL. Also your thoughts on the Jazz and Robert Covington 
or whoever else you think might make the or Jazz might make a move for. We'll get to that in a little bit. Hold tight on that thought. We'll get to that. Uh, we got some Jazz talk to get through. Um, but Eric, okay, so let's give you the 2023 non-conference schedule. Now, if it's a non-conference game schedule, that means you got three non-conference games. Okay, you're looking at BYU. Yes. Okay. Nine conference game schedule, so you only got three non-conference games. Does the Big games 12 used. do a nine? Yes, they will be. They announced. Uh, they announced a month ago? They know the Pac-12 does a nine. Big 12's moving to nine. With that 2023 movement, yes. Interesting. Okay. So here's what it's going to look like. Tennessee at home. Utah State at Logan. At Arkansas. Home against Rice at Fresno. Home against Boise's been eliminated. UNLV a home at UCF. But that'd be a conference game, wouldn't it? Yep. So forget that. Southern Utah and at USC. Yeah, see that a lot of that's getting blown up. Okay. So okay, so let's do it. So they eliminate Because you if you look at BYU's future schedules, like a lot of it's gonna have to be blown up. Okay, so wait, they're not playing Utah, huh? Interesting. All right. So they'll eliminate you only keep three non-conference games would you I'd keep the Tennessee game because that's an SEC team I'd keep the Arkansas game because that's an SEC team and I keep USC because that's a Pac-12 team so, so that, every game is a P5 yeah I, yeah you, you got the big boys so you eliminate Utah State Rice what a way Fresno to ease State into Big 12 UNLV no nah, I would I would suspect they'd Utah. have at least and I don't I mean, certainly, I'd love to say Utah State should be the one, but I'd be surprised if they don't have at least one non P five. I'm not going to say cupcake, but one non P five on their schedule. Okay, so if it's not Boise State, Southern Utah, Rice. Yeah, see, I don't know how Weber State and Southern Utah play BYU ever again. Well, it's that non P five, but it kind of gives you a. I mean, Tune if up. you're going to play, for example, if you play Tennessee and USC. You want one, like at least a lightweight, a lightweight team here. I mean, you don't want if, if that's the thought process we're going to go with. So you keep USC, you keep Tennessee, then you take Southern Utah at home. See, Utah State currently has a schedule with BYU through twenty twenty six, alternating venues. So this coming fall they'll be in Provo, then they'll be in Logan, Provo, Logan, Provo. That is, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would think, kind of echoing what um, Jeremiah Dickey says, that the Utah and Utah State games are important games to their base. And I think from a BYU perspective, that Utah State game wedged in between others would be their breather game, their non-P5 opponent. That doesn't necessarily hurt them in strength of schedule either. I mean, look, Utah State's been a bowl game, bowl team, bowl eligible team. What, nine of the... Or yeah, nine of the last uh, ten years. So it doesn't hurt you to play Utah State. 
Which is, I don't understand why Utah won't play the Aggies. It yeah. doesn't hurt Utah yeah. well, to play Utah State. And actually, can I ask our listeners, who would you, if you had a chance to play one rivalry, either Utah State or... <laughs> Would you rather play University of Utah or BYU? If you had one of the two teams that said, yeah, we'll play you in a home-and-home home series or a two-and-one series, two there, one at your place, who would you rather play, Utah or BYU? And you get them in both sports. You get them in all sports, we'll say. You'll get them in football and basketball and women's basketball, too. Who would you rather have, Utah or BYU? Well, folks get up for BYU more than they do for Utah. I did, I think they I think they get up for Utah more than they do for BYU. Look, Utah has been thumbing their nose at Utah State for over a decade, yeah, and but no that, one gives but a that, crap. No, they do because now they're thirsty for it. Now you're dying to play Utah. BYU if misses a few BYU, games with Utah State on the schedule, and everybody pulls their I hair out. I guarantee you, if we play Utah at our place, that sells out. That sells out within three days, two days, maybe one day. I, I don't disagree that that would happen, but when BYU didn't schedule Utah State for a few years, it's like... The end of the world up here. Five, six, Utah d- decides to do the same thing, and everybody's like, oh, well, I understand Utah. You know, they got the Pac-12. You know, that makes sense. You know, that's okay that they don't schedule the act. Everybody but, did, but nobody people cares. want that. People want that. Look, the BYU thing is old now. Nobody cares about BYU anymore. Oh. That, the BYU thing the is so old. The one sellout game this year. Cares. Nobody cares about the one BYU. one game that sold you out at home. You bring Utah here. You bring Utah in basketball here, and people are going to come in droves. People are going to come left. And, and by the way, that game sells out for football more because of BYU than Utah State. Bring that game here at Maverick Stadium, and it's going to be packed full of Aggie fans. It's going to be jam-packed full of Aggie fans. The, the BYU thing is starting to wear off the tires. Oh, I disagree with that. Utah brings in this incredible proved numbers. It. This is a team that just played in the Rose Bowl, played in the Fiesta Bowl before. They played in the Sugar Bowl. Like, this is prime football. I agree, but no one here cares. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. They would rather, if we're playing Utah, they're there. They are absolutely caring. Will they show They're up? excited. Yes, but do they care that Utah continues to not schedule Utah State? I don't... I don't Get half the the vitriol and flaming opinions about BYU not doing the same thing. But like if BYU, I'm not going to say if when BYU didn't schedule Utah State, this was 15 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, when it was kind of understandable because the Aggies were not good at the time. But oh my word. Everybody was jumping up and down, having a fit. Utah decides to do the same thing. A few people express some frustrations, and then it dies down and goes away. Hmm. And it's been, they have continued to refuse to play each other for well over a decade. 5662, screw the why. And Utah for being too scared to play either sport. Aggies don't need to play either of them. Unless there's a home and home schedule, don't touch either school. I, okay, so here's here, and I put this on Twitter earlier today. Yeah, shoot. Like, Oregon the Aggies have a schedule with Oregon mm-hmm. coming up. It's in, a home and home, a isn't it? Well, it's a two for one. Yeah, which is fine by me. Two trips to Oregon, they come here. I'm not offended by that by all. 
So that's a Pac-12 school that can make it work. But here's the thing. If Utah offers the same deal to Utah State, do you take it? Or is it home and home or nothing at all? Do you remember we had Mr. Hartwell in this interview went viral? Uh, and he was very blunt. He's like, look, we we are not a school who does two and ones anymore. Okay, this is a Mountain West Conference football team. It's a home and home or else we don't do it. But I think I'm at the point that I want to see the Aggies play Utah so badly. And I'm and I'm a and I'm a coward, honestly. I'll take a two and one. I'll say, hey, we'll go twice to Salt Lake if you'll come once here. I do I I would sell my soul for that. I'd sell my soul to the devil for it. Shame on me for doing it. But I would take that in a heartbeat. Hey, another text that came in here. Uh, 8798 says he'd, he'd rather play Utah than BYU. Uh, 2947. BYU easily. When the Aggies are at their best, we often upset BYU. It's awesome when our couple million dollar budget crushed their hundreds of millions of dollars program. Utah would murder us in football every year. Utah basketball's weak, though, so I'd play them in basketball. Craig Smith is having a hard time there right now. AJ, you're usually right, but nah. And Logan, the BYU game means everything. If we played Utah, I wouldn't go. Wow, really? Uh, you'd go. Wow. You'd go. 4781. AJ, does the BYU rivalry get big again when they join the Big 12? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, yes. In Ben Criddle's or BYU's media crew, no. They're like, that's just... No, their sights are set on bigger things. Yeah. That'll yeah. be their opinion. Yeah, absolutely it will but be. And that's all you're going to hear about. The last time Utah State and Utah played each other was 2012. Aggies beat the Utes in overtime. In overtime, right? 27-20? Uh, yeah, 27-20, and that's the last time... I remember that game. They yeah. played the Utes. Six eight six five Aggies need to figure out how to play Kansas here in Logan. You know what if we Eric? Let me ask you something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, see, and and that's a great question for our listeners too. Would you rather play BYU or Utah in a series like a, a home and home, or would you rather go out and search for a P five school? And see if they'll do a two and one. Like, okay, for example, would you rather take BYU in a home and home, or take Oregon in a two and one set? So two at their place, one at our place. Which one would you ha- rather have, listeners? That's the that's a that's a great point you brought up. Because we get Oregon at home, once. but we have to. I mean, but we go there, yeah, just once. But we go there twice. But it's Oregon, man. It's, it's Oregon two money Ducks. games. Two money games in Oregon. One five three four BYU AJ dude, come on! You are way off on the pulse on this. No one in Cash Valley gives a crap about the U. That is crazy. I had no idea that you guys would rather take on BYU. It's a much bigger rivalry emotionally, in the way it's connected in the fabric of our of our community. No, but but it, basketball could become that because Craig Smith is over at Utah. Plays Utah State in basketball. There is so much more emotion than that than playing Mark Pope and the BYU Cougars. No. I mean, there should be. There could be. But look, I applaud BYU for keeping Utah State on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, it's it's clear that Boise State is no longer going to be on their schedule, at least not as regularly as it has been. But from the way I interpreted 
Boise State's AD, I get the sense that Utah State and Utah, probably, let's be honest, more particularly Utah, those two schools are ahead of Boise State in, in terms of being on the regular schedule in the future going forward with their new you know, alignment with the Big Twelve. Can I? Uh, but I would. But I would seriously wonder if if it's every other year, like it has been, or every year at Utah with Utah State, it may be delayed. And on every other year, hmm. it's in Logan in one year. They don't play one year. Then it's in Provo, and then they don't play again. And then it's in Logan. It, it might. It might go to something. Go to like that. that. Five four five two says Audrey. Did you barely arrive in Cash Valley last night? <laughs> Guys, I really thought you would be more into Utah. I'm, I'm See, not gonna I'm, lie to you. I'm my shocked. Point. I'm shocked. Like I, I have been like on this hill, almost like standing alone. Why aren't more people upset with the Utes? And I always get this same response. Well, you know, they're in the Pac-12. They have different things they're trying to do, and it makes sense. It's like what? Why would you? If when BYU pulled this stunt, you were also upset. Oh well, uh, you know, nobody really cared. Hey, uh, I want to read a couple of tweets from Jeremiah Dickey. By the way, he's the athletic director for Boise State. These are what's awesome is he is how he communicates with his audience, the the fans of Boise State. This is really good stuff here. If I can read a couple of these, yeah. He says, um, he says that they need resources when scheduling. For example, uh, someone reached out to him and said. Uh, that they had, that the Boise State Broncos had swapped out the home and home with Michigan State and added two away games at Washington and scheduled an FCS game. Was that correct? And Jeremiah Dickey says, uh, "Yeah, Michigan State and Washington reached out to us. We needed resources. It'll be huge for us as a team. Scheduling isn't as easy as it may seem. Strategy is important. Balance revenue, competitiveness, cost, distance of travel, recruiting, cap campaign, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Mountain West elevated competitiveness. As for a seventh home game, we prefer a P5 or three G5s. Most G5s want a home and home or to be paid. Wow. And he continues, in 24, they have three P5 games and one G5 on the road east of Mississippi. Not ideal to play an FCS every year, but definitely an option we'll consider. Losing BYU means movement. Conference realignment impacts us. A lot of moving parts. Everything is strategic. Many might disagree, and that's okay, but doing our best to navigate it. And it's tough to navigate, man. Yeah. Well, And, and look, look, we also have to be honest. Utah State is in a position where they need money games. The, the BYU series, I don't think BYU is a money game for Utah State. I, I don't – I could be wrong. Somebody who knows better, please tell me. But I don't think that that's a money game for Utah State when they go to Provo. No, it is not. That is correct. But with this change with the Big 12, maybe that gets renegotiated. Yeah, then if you're I not going to be on our schedule regularly, then maybe that needs to be a, a yeah, money game. Yeah, yeah, get something out of that. But if so, maybe that really tamps down how often they play each other. 5654 Texan, isn't Boise State joining the Big 12 soon? Uh, I would imagine after BYU gets who settled knows? in. Yeah, who knows, right? Who knows? But after BYU and then and the first crop of teams going in there, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, all get there. They get settled in. Boise State and Memphis are next on the list, supposedly, uh, and they'll uh, they'll make that jump. I would say probably in 26-27 would be my guess. Let, you know, four years to settle in the new group. 
bring in another well, he expansion. He talked about we need resources. Uh, it's it was clear when they were making their case to be joined uh, to join the the Big Twelve that they needed to uh, do some improvements to their football stadium. Yeah, and they have a long ways to go actually on that too. That's very you know what long else ways they need? to go. They huh. need their like community to recognize they have really good basketball. Oh, going dude, on. that yeah, they need to that start is showing so up, isn't it? And BJ Reigns has been so great to call those guys out, the fans, and be like, "Where are you? What are you doing? Like, we're playing Wyoming, who's fifteen and two on the season, but it's like half a, an attendance of an audience because you're where? It's like five hundred available tickets, dude. It's unreal, and it's basically a battle for first place. It's right sad. Now. One five three four. The only intriguing thing about the U is Craig Smith. The angle on Craig Smith, I should say. Uh, well, I, and, I don't know. It's more than just that, but certainly that's, no, that, 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 what that else is adds that? flavor. Oh, it's Pac-12, one, and it's an in-state school, two, who historically has always played the Aggies. And you're fighting for uh, – it's, it's important for the fan base. I think it's important for recruiting. There are a lot of reasons why that game is interesting besides Craig Smith. Five three three eight. I believe Utah is a higher pro- profile opponent right now. However, nothing satisfies me more than kicking the butts of that team from Provo, who shall not be named. <laughs> well, okay, so maybe it depends on the sport. Who would you rather play in basketball, Eric? BYU or Utah? Right now? Sure. BYU. Okay, who would you rather play in football, BYU or Utah? <sighs> Well, I think the odds of getting a win are better against BYU. But who would you rather play? Who brings you more of the the spit shine to the game? You have to think about it, really. BYU, probably. No way. No way. I We're mean, talking about a team that just went to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. We're like, oh, BYU, because they beat Liberty. Come on, no. Eric. BYU was a top. It was a top twenty-five team, and they lost in the Independence Bowl. We're talking about a team that just went to the Rose Bowl, but we'll take the team in Provo instead of that Rose Bowl ca- uh, appearance team for who knows why. That's crazy to me. I would much rather play Utah. Look, I would love to see Utah on the schedule. Love to see them on the schedule. If it comes down to which one would you rather, Utah or BYU, I don't know, maybe we alternate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But... I have to give BYU credit. At least they're keeping Utah State on the schedule. Four seven eight one. I think I'd rather play BYU because of their holier than thou attitude. Makes it really fun to kick them in the chops. Problem is we haven't kicked them in the chops since two thousand eighteen. Right? Football? Yeah, in football, we beat them uh, with with Wells. We yeah, didn't beat them with Anderson. To Twenty that year. So yeah, it's been a while. Five three three eight. Remember though. Utah lost to San Diego State, which is a team that the Aggies destroyed. Yeah, that's true. Like, but that Utah football team at the beginning was much different was than a, the football team at the end. Yeah, it was a hot mess. Right oh, there. man, it was a nightmare. I uh, Man, I'd much rather have Kyle Whittingham and the Utes on a football field. Basketball, I could understand. Basketball, I could understand BYU. Absolutely. There's a better program right now. Okay, so I just... We need to take a timeout. Yes, here, we do. But I want to circle back. I want to ask this question that I posed on social media earlier today. Would should the Aggies do whatever it takes to get Utah on the schedule, or do you still hold out and say it's only home and home or nothing at all? Four three five three three nine zero three two one. The reason we bring this up, uh, kind of revealed today that 
uh, Boise State and BYU are ending their long scheduled uh, series, which they announced like earlier this fall it was going to continue through 2034. But uh, that's ending this fall. I'm sure they'll come up with something to get them back on the schedule in some form. But uh, when it comes to Utah, who does not appear on Utah's future scheduling at all, should the Aggies do whatever it takes to get them on the schedule, even if it is lopsided in Utah's favor? Or do you hold out and say home and home or nothing else? 435-339-0321 on the Full Court Press. Don't know about you, but I adore my dog Winston. However, I don't adore the occasional accident. This is Dow with ChemDry of Northern Utah. With ChemDry's specially formulated pet urine removal treatment, we'll help take care of those unsightly pet stains and odors. Even severely damaged carpets can be saved with ChemDry's revolutionary methods. Pets are part of the family too, so until we can learn to potty train them, calling us is the next best option. ChemDry of Northern Utah's pet urine removal treatment. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Are you confused by TV commercials telling you all that you're missing from your Medicare coverage? These national ads are offered by people you will never hear from again and are only interested in selling you something. Let us answer your questions and show you in detail your Medicare options. We're your local agent here to help throughout the year. Please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us or call 752-9493. The best high school basketball in the state is being played in northern Utah, and every Region 11 high school basketball team is broadcast on local radio and now video streaming on cashvalleydaily.com. All the games are covered on air and online with a dedicated broadcast crew for each school. Listen or watch the exciting action of every game, and after the game is over, go back and watch it again. All the details are available right now on cashvalleydaily.com. High School Hoops, the biggest games of the week. Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done. And either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, honey, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on the Guild Mortgage text line. If you want to weigh in, two nine four seven says, "Curious here, how much are we getting to pl- uh, paid to play Alabama next season? 
Isn't it 1.5 million? Is it that much? Yeah. I want to say it was in that range. Wow, that's a hefty paycheck. Well, it's Alabama. They it can should, afford it. They can afford it. They can afford it. You see, Utah State needs these games. They still need these money games. Yeah. And, and a lot of G5 teams do. And But you know what? It's great. You go to Crimson Tide, you go to Paul Bear Bryant's backyard, take on uh, a team that was a runner-up in a national championship. It's a That's pretty true. big deal. I mean, historic stadium, big fan base. Hey, uh, 6804 says, I'm from Cleveland. Back east, nobody cares about BYU. Anybody talking about this area is talking Utah and Boise State. Ooh. By the way, I served a church mission in Cleveland, 6804. Loved it over there. I, I missed Cleveland. I, I love Cleveland area. Um, man, talking Utah and Boise State. Uh, also had an Urban Meyer connection as part of it. BYU Urban is an enigma, but a real threat. What's enigma mean? I'm serious. I don't know. It was a band, wasn't it? What? I mean, I know like Enigma Riddler. Urban Meyer connection is part of it. Oh yeah. Well, the dude, scheduling. I, well, I remember when Urban Meyer and the uh, Utes came and played the Aggies in '04 because I was the equipment manager, and they're up like forty-one nothing at half. No, it was forty-two nothing at halftime. I mean, at halftime it was forty-two to nothing. He took off his starters after the first series of the third quarter. Well, look, there, there's a new AD at Utah. Uh, there's a new basketball coach at Utah. Still Kyle Whittingham is a head coach, but I would hope that with some of these changes that whatever those barriers were, whatever those biases or attitudes were, that that could be changed. Yeah. Uh, 7854, anything at all? Absolutely not, but a two-for-one would benefit both programs. I'm okay with a two-for-one against the Oregons, the Alabamas if needed. Uh, I understand Bama will never come here ever in their life. Uh, but, I mean, I'd be okay with that, even if it was like a four-for-one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I take Bama, Clemson, same thing. I mean, e- Washington, those- USC, w- w- we feel like, okay, we can, we're can. we understandable that a two-for-one. But yes. Utah? Utah, It's not in your there. own backyard. There's no travel yeah. expense, really. I mean, it's very very minimal. Uh, five, six, five, four. Have you heard the rumor of the Jazz trading for Covington? Yes. And that is real. I've heard that there is interest. There is definite interest from both sides, by the way. I uh, got a response on the Twitter. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, ben Coltrane, at uh, beefy underscore L, says, Wasn't there a report that USU offered Utah the same deal as Oregon and they weren't interested? I don't know. I'm not sure of that. I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, why we've been debating Utah and BYU and future football schedules, some baseball news while we were talking, Ajay. Yeah, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame continues to pick its nose, close its eyes, and then just throw darts at the board to see who they're going to get on the Hall of Fame. Uh, they hit the side of the wall, they hit the bathroom, and they hit some person walking through the area because they Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling didn't make the Hall of Fame. But David Ortiz did. Which is funny because David Ortiz cheated just like Bonds did. I, I, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. The only player to clear, Big Poppy was the only player to clear that 75% threshold. Uh, I mean, he's a former Salt Lake B. I think I mean, that's cool, I guess. Dude, I mean, Big, that's so Big bad. Poppy had a great career, but 
right, he wasn't. He had to be. He had some suspicions with performance yeah, enhancing drugs. Yeah, 2013, dude. Or was it 13 or three? Well, 2009 New York Times story reported that he was among 104 players who tested positive during a round of tests that were done back in 2003. <laughs> yeah, it just is not even. Yeah. Rob Manfred said in 2016 that those tests that were done were inconclusive because it was hard to de- determine you know, what substances were legal, which were available over the counter, and which were not banned under the program. I think Mark McGuire, he was buying stuff over the counter. Yeah. It, it, there were no rules in Major League Baseball at that time. Any guy, any Joe Schmo could go down to the local GNC store and use the same stuff that Mark McGuire was using. There were no rules against it, but gosh, let's let's crucify him for it. It is it is such an incredibly immaculate joke that we that guys who saved baseball made it great again when that sport was dying at its knees. We then punished them for helping the game of baseball. Did Bonds cheat? Yeah, Shilling cheat? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Uh, Clemens cheat? I don't know yes. about Schilling. I don't know about Schilling. But, uh, again, we punished him for off-the-field, unrelated baseball behavior. Well, one of the rules is it's, there's a character element to it. Really? So how in the world did David Ortiz get in there? And there's a – I mean, Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame. How's Ty Cobb in there? Everybody, including his own teammates, fans, and mascot hated the guy. He's in there. Ricky Henderson, not a lot of people liked him, but he's in there. So there is a character clause, and Hall voters are are supposed to consider a player's character as one of six attributes when considering if they're worthy enough to go to the Hall of Fame. That's the only thing I can think of is why they're holding that over Kurt Schilling's head. But look, it... Uh, there's some several different people who put some good pieces out on this. Jeff Passan is one of them. By the way, is it Passan or Passan or Passan? It's Jeff Passan. You sure? Yes. Um, he, he had a really good piece this morning. And his point was, it is the Hall of Fame is about preserving history of the game. And doesn't it behoove all of us and even future generations to include Barry Bonds and these other guys uh, for what they did and how they, in an era when baseball was struggling, helped bring it back. And yes, we can include something in there about you know, there's a, a tainted history here, maybe. But let's, that is absolutely an important part of the history of baseball. And what they did, and the records that they chased, and how they made it, and and people view fascinating it. Yeah. across platforms. Seven eight five four. There's a big difference between being a jerk and a cheater. Ty Cobb was a jerk. Barry Bonds was a cheater. I'm behind this decision. So you're behind David Ortiz making the Hall of Fame, even though we cheated. But Barry Bonds, who also cheated, did not make the Hall of Fame. I think Bonds was a cheater and a jerk. Yeah, he always, and that's true. But you know what? Bonds also chased like Mark McGuire's record after you know Mark McGuire broke that record and it kind of died off. Baseball is kind of uh, you know kind of tipping back and forth because the Yankees were killing everybody in their wake of the path, and it was always the Yankees in the uh, World Series. 
and Barry Bonds brought life to baseball again by chasing Mark McGuire's it. record. Oh right. my god! And gosh. then he sur- then he hit a new record. And then he hit a new record, and then he gets seven fifteen in home runs. But you know, and he did a lot for baseball. Seven MVP awards. And he's Barry not Bonds. an MVP, and and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm I'm going to disagree with you. Seven eight five four. That's. <laughs> That this is an absolute shame. He led National League on base percentage ten times. Yeah, I mean, dude, there were teams who walked him with the bases loaded. The bases were loaded, and they would walk him. I yeah. And if he cheated, then why didn't they ban him then? Seven eight five four. So what you're saying, RJ, is that anybody can cheat and do anything they want, win against the rules as long as it gives or gives a perceived benefit to the game. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he saved the game or at least benefited the game in a way where that game was tanking and he was able to, as you say, sustain it, Eric, um, and give it uh, uh, give it the life that it needed. Should he have cheated to do it? No. But why don't you look down the list, 7854, of the players who cheated and made the Hall of Fame. Might surprise you. It might surprise you a bit. Kurt Schilling didn't cheat. Now, his character wasn't great off the field, to be very honest with you. But the guy won two, was it two Game 7s? He won a Game 7 in a World Series. He pitched with a bloody sock in the ALCS. Uh, And he, I mean, he won two World Series championships. One of the most clutch pitchers in baseball history. He didn't make the Hall of Fame. Sucks. Yeah. I, I think it's it's, a, this is I just think a it's major silly. bummer. This is a shame. It's embarrassing in my book. Oh, really embarrassing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 7325, Eric. Text in. I just wrapped my finger in the cord of the headset, so I can't. Oh, there we go. Go through the list of Hall of Famers that cheated. Yeah. Yep, I would agree. One, five, three, four. People are not okay with Bronze breaking Hank Aaron's record by cheating. Mm. Okay, but we have guys that have been uh, that have uh, other bad records on the, because of what they did with domestic violence, sexual assault, rape. They're still in the Hall They're of Fame. They're still in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, Greg text in, totally disagree that Barry Bonds saved the game. There's no question at all. It was my hero, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire in the 98 home run chase that saved baseball after the strike. However, both have been proven to be cheaters and both are not going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, wait, 7-3-2-5. No, seriously, tell us the Hall of Famers who cheated. Uh, that the Hall of Fame list is pretty big. I'll have to go through that and let you know. <laughs> We're kind of running out of time here. Do we need to take another break? We do. Okay, 6804. So then put them all in. A guy like Trevor Bauer might make it one day. I hope he doesn't. There were members of that Cincinnati Reds team that Rose was on as a as a player and, and, and a manager. And a manager. Right? They were taking barbiturates before the game. They were hyped, they were getting hyped up on on drugs before they went and played. And that's documented. So it's Johnny like Bench this is a think, new era thing. I think Johnny Bench was one of those guys, too. One of the great catchers. This is not a new thing that's just plaguing the modern era. All right, do need to take another timeout. Love to get more of your comments yeah, on this. Let's, let's hear it. Love 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. 
The new year isn't the only thing we're celebrating here at Alpine Home Medical. This year marks our 25th anniversary and we could be happier to serve you. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. If you haven't shopped with us, we'd love for you to make us your one-stop shop for any of your home medical needs. They're always changing, so please don't hesitate to stop by any of our 10 locations throughout Utah and Southern Idaho. Or online at alpinehomemedical.com. The Karen Niels and Guild Mortgage Team will help you find the loan to fit your life. Guild Mortgage offers hundreds of loan products for a wide variety of borrowers, including first-time home buyers, military families, and rural residents. Guild Mortgage also offers many state, county, and city housing programs that provide down payment assistance. At Guild, they work hard to deliver what matters most to you with a loan that fits your life. Call 435-294-2480 or Google Karen at Guild Mortgage. NMLS 3274. Four and eight zero two two six equal housing lender. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet and Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet and Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Boy, we've been having a lot of fun this hour. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in and join us. Football scheduling with Utah and BYU. Uh, Looks like BYU and Boise State are ending their future schedules. No word yet on if Utah State's future schedules with the Y get affected um, because now they're moving into the uh, Big 12. So how should that... How should that look? You know, Utah hasn't scheduled the Aggies in 10 years. Is it time for them to get on the schedule? Do people even really care? Um, and then uh, Major, or Major League Baseball, Hall of Fame, announced uh, just this hour. Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa left off. All David Ortiz did get voted in. But is this going to be remembered, this year's ballot and uh, in this year's class, going to be remembered more for how Bonds, Schilling, and Sosa didn't get in? And it will far overshadow and overlook Ortiz and his own personal accomplishments? Yeah, there will be some questions asked. I I think we can both confidently say that. Uh, 5338, Eric texting to the Gilmore text line. Guild Mortgage text line. We need to give another shout out to the Aggie gymnast who again scored above two teams ranked higher than them at the meet in Tucson. They beat both teams in the Pac-12. I believe took second at that big meet. 
Um, did really well. Uh, I believe they, they their beam score, I think, was their second highest in school history. Uh, we'll get the Aggie gymnast coach on here in the next week or so. Uh, by the way, looking at Utah's future schedule, they do not have BYU on their schedule in 22 or 23. 23, yep. Uh, I think they knew that they're was on coming. the schedule in 24, 24. 25, yeah. 26, 27, and 28. Yeah, uh, I think they knew that was coming. There's another break, and then they'd have them again in 2030. Uh, let's see here. 6211, is this the first ballot for Bonds? No, it's his last, actually. His last chance. He is out of it, yep. So he could be on the, I think, today in baseball Hall of Fame ballot, but I just don't know if he's going to get in. By the way, yeah, yeah, so what? How does that work? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I I'd have to look that up. I'm not entirely sure how it works now. Uh, let's see, I'm looking up here. They, um, it's the Hall of Fame's Today's Game Era Committee, and that's comprised of players, executives, and media who are charged with evaluating overlooked candidates. So the Today's Game Committee is scheduled to convene during the winter meetings here in just a few months. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Steve Kroenke put this out. Congratulations to David Ortiz on his election to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He spent all the 1999 season with the Salt Lake Buzz, as well as parts of 97 and 98, hitting 30 homers in 99, which was a franchise record for lefties until Jared Walsh hit 36 in 2019 with 110 ribbies. It was the buzz, not the bees back then. I said the buzz. Yeah. I said the bees earlier, but you're right. Oh. It, it's I forgot they were the buzz before. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your reactions to the Hall of Fame uh, nominees that uh, got voted in and uh, future scheduling for Utah State football. And Would you capitulate? Maybe that's not the right word, but would you be okay with Utah State and Utah being in an imbalanced schedule, two for one, two times in Salt Lake just to get one here, or is it home and home or nothing else? 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Heat and Glow's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Heat and Glow has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Couples throughout the state buy their rings from S.E. Needham Jewelers because of our low prices, extensive ring selection, and extraordinary benefits and services with financing available. Go to seneedham.com to learn more. We have many unique and beautiful engagement rings starting at $500. You'll find affordable engagement rings with our integrity price guarantee. This is why we are where Utah gets engaged. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
this is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. And uh, don't forget Napa Auto Parts. they got five locations from Preston to Providence. Uh, how about getting a $20 rebate on a purchase of any Napa Legend battery or a gate mouth tool bag for only $5.99, 16-ounce uh, can of seafoam motor treatment for $7.99, or, boy, you need this this time of year, a 50-pound bag of blue heat ice melt for only 10 bucks. That's a Napa know-how in those five locally owned locations from Preston to Providence. Uh, Ajay, with this, uh, we need your stat and player, but real quickly, would Aggie fans be okay with an alternating schedule with Utah and BYU? It, it might be hard to do a home-and-home home with Utah and BYU considering the conferences that they're both in. So, for example, year one, Utah State hosts Utah. They don't play BYU that year. Year two, they go to BYU. They don't play the Utes. Year three, they're at Utah. And then year four, they host BYU. So every other year, you're playing one of those schools, but every other year, you're also alternating where that game is played. Would that satisfy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, while we chew on that... Um, Stat that blew our minds. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, stat for me that stood out is uh, it was going to be that 25 points were scored in the last two minutes of that uh, Chiefs and Bills game, which is incredible. But I've chose this instead. The 49ers-Packers game. Viewership was up by 10.6 million viewers over the 2021 comparable game. That increase by itself is greater than the total viewership of the 2021 Oscars or the 2021 NBA Finals. Wow. Huge ratings wow. for football. Yeah, this I'm past telling you, weekend. like, if there's anybody that won, it was the NFL as a whole. Yes. Right? I just, and the networks. Oh, the networks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they they had to be just drooling all over over what they were able to get and uh, to make happen. Uh, the stat that blew my mind um, is uh, the Patrick Mahomes, who has 25 career passing TDs in the playoffs, the most by any quarterback through 10 career playoff starts, and most passing TDs in the first 10 playoff starts. That's incredible. 25. Jeez. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to do some incredible stuff. Guys, unreal. Yeah, he's amazing. All right, coming up next hour, we'll share the player of the week. We'll also get into uh, – we got some tickets we want to give away for Utah State and San Diego State basketball. And then Josh Pacheco, he'll be joining us following what's going on with Hawaii football. Quite a debacle going on 
there in Honolulu. He'll try to help us make sense of it all. So that's coming up next hour. Stick around. Dan Patrick above the noise. Coming up next here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9 The Fan mobile app and streaming on 106.9TheFan.com. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The result of baseball's 2022 Hall of Fame class will be revealed later today. The Baseball Hall of Fame voters are notorious for being difficult to win over, and this year may not be any different. This year's ballot features some of baseball's most controversial figures. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Sammy Sosa. They're on the ballot for the final time. The Baseball Hall of Fame hasn't been shy of turning players away. Just go back to last year. Baseball didn't induct anyone. But tonight's voting results will do more than just potentially add someone to Cooperstown. The decision will set a precedent on just how the league handles similar scandals in the future. And that's a good thing because we've been in this weird limbo for a long time as voters trying to reach a consensus on one of the more controversial sports topics of all time. A topic that is not going away anytime soon, no matter what the result is tonight. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service discover exceptionally common sense remember all those big dreams you used to have and then life made other plans with a mercedes-benz sprinter van it's time to bring those dreams back start your own business or commit to van life with a mercedes-benz sprinter van now you could win the mercedes-benz sprinter mode 4x4 that we have enter the dan patrick show ultimate camping rig sweepstakes to enter get official rules visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com have to do it by February 2nd for your... Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A gate mouth tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. What do Valentine's Day and Jarek's have in common? They're both all about the romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry has a great selection of men's and women's watches, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, and yes, engagement rings. Don't sweat it out worrying about where to get the perfect gift. Just come to Jarek's. Through Valentine's with any purchase, receive a forever metal rose handcrafted by metal petals. Valentine's Day and Jarek's, they're both all about the romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Home for Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. The latest edition of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame has been announced as David Ortiz was voted in on his first appearance on the ballot. He earned 78% of the votes. Barry Bonds finished 35 votes short of induction. And Roger Clemens needed 36 more votes. Both were in the final appearances on the ballot. The big news coming from the NFL today originates in New Orleans, where Sean Payton stepped down as the Saints coach after 16 years with the organization. I still have a vision for for doing things in football. And, and, And I'll be honest with you, 
that might be coaching again at some point. I don't think it's this year. I think maybe in the future, but that's not where my heart is right now. It's not at all. Peyton won the Super Bowl in 2009. Bears bringing in Chiefs executive Ryan Poles to be their new general manager. Loaded NBA scoreboard tonight. Nine games on tap, including Anthony Davis' return to the Lakers lineup. LA's in Brooklyn. I'm Ralph Irvin. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Come on. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Sure. That's Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the full court press. That's too hard. Are you serious? I mean, who knows that off the top of their head? Everybody does. I mean, and you, you can know look what? It up. Everybody has a phone when they're listening to us, so they can just Google it. Do yeah. the Google. Just, just, just get Googled, and you know what you're going for. Um, Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the fan. Thanks hi. for tuning in. Part of the full court press. Very lively. First hour, uh, 435-339-0321. Baseball Hall of Fame. Sucks. David Ortiz is the only one getting in. Losers. Bonds, Schilling, uh, Sosa. Hey, let me ask you something. They're not. A-Rod, this was his first chance to get on. and he, Yeah, he he'll get on too. I don't think so. If, if Barry Bonds didn't make it, A-Rod's not making it. If hey. Sammy Sosa didn't make it. The writers, A-Rod's not because good. A-Rod's a media guy, and the media's going to be like, yeah, let's vote him in. He's one of us. I don't know. He's got a, he's got a hot wife. Yes. J-Lo, what up, girl? Yeah. Um, Eric, let me ask you something. So the uh, Bills at Chiefs game was fun. A fan ran out into the field and got leveled by Stephon Diggs. Thank it you. came out. That the fan got $1,000 out of it from his friend. So let me ask you and our listeners on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. And they're in the nosebleeds, by the way. What would it take, how much would your friend have to pay you for you to run out in a, in a, in a football game, NFL football game, and run out into the field in the middle of the players? How much would your friend have to pay you? 
Especially knowing you could get leveled like that guy did. I mean, you got body checked by Stefan Diggs, laughed at by everybody, and the thousands of people, and you didn't make it on TV because the TV people don't, the cameras won't. Yeah, they cut away. They don't show that stuff. So how much, and then you're probably going to jail for trespassing. Yeah, they'll put you in the clink. Yeah. You're going to go meet some of your buddies there. And you're probably going to have to pay a fine for trespassing. So how much would you have to get paid to run out on the field? I'm saying $1,000 is nice. Two grand. For two thousand, I'd do it. For two thousand, now see, I I would probably need to be more like five figures, yeah, to get me to do it. <laughs> to get body checked by somebody, dude, he got laid out too, <laughs> got killed. Um, and then they put him in the chokehold, and the guy passes out, and they get him back. Well, as the funny thing too is they're hauling him off. He starts jumping and kicking his legs out. <laughs> Like he's doing some weird dance move. <laughs> not not advised. Please don't copy his behavior. <laughs> and we're not advocating for it either. No, no. Well, if you get paid five five figures, then maybe, you know, give it a shot. Just knowing the five figures might cover your lawyer fees and fine and whatever else. And your bailout fee. Just saying. <laughs> um, Eric, we also got tickets to give away. We have two pairs of San Diego State Aztec Utah State Aggie basketball tickets for tomorrow night's game. It's at 8.30, not at 9 o'clock. 8.30, not at 9 o'clock. But we got two pairs to give away. We'll give away those today. Um, and at 5.20, we got an uh, interview coming up. 5.25. Oh, okay. Yep. 5.25. Yep. Josh Pacheco, uh, he'll be joining us. Um. He's with ESPN Honolulu, and uh, he'll be joining us at 525. A lot of weird stuff going on with the Hawaii football team and their coaching search. So I've been wanting to have him on for a little while, so we're finally able to uh, make it work today. 7854, Ajay would run onto the field for a Big Mac, BYU shirt, and a new laundry basket. Yes, no, and yes. (laughs) I'm all about the Big Macs. Um, and the laundry baskets. And the laundry baskets. Absolutely. Hey, I have a question for our listeners and for you. What is this Wordle thing? <laughs> Funny, my, my daughter just literally texting me her Wordle score. What is it? She did. What is a Wordle? What is what is that? I just see a bunch of like boxes are all colored. Yeah, if you're colorblind, I don't know how you play this game. I don't get it. You try to guess a word. And you have like six chances to do it. So that's it. And it'll let you know if you got the right right letter, but if it's in the right place or or if it is one of the letters in the word, but maybe not in the right place, what letters not to try to use. You okay, try to you guess really what the word suck is. at explaining this. I am more confused than I was before I even asked you. If it's, it's a five-letter word. If it's a word that you got to guess, but you don't know if the word's going to be the correct letter because the correct letter with the right word is going to be in the one word that with that one letter. Uh, you're close. Does anybody... I mean, who's playing this crap? What is going <laughs> on in this world? It's, uh, I'm seeing more and more people all the time. I'm with you. I, what is going on? So I checked it out. 
Played it for the first time last night and uh, played it again today. Nine four. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to do it. But. Nine four seven five. It's Lingo, the old game show on your phone. Really? It's an old game show. Lingo? Is that an old game show? Oh, is it called Lingo? Oh. All right. Five-letter word, and you try to get what the word is within six tries. But is there a clues? No clues at all. Well, you put your first word in, and if any of those letters that spell out that word are correct letters, I'll let you know. If it's in the right place or if, if there needs to be somewhere else in the word, then you just keep trying until you get it right. Or you, well, within those few tries that you get. 9475. Lingo is the name of the old game show. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just, man, I'm seeing it everywhere and it's really starting to just take. I might have to mute it because <laughs> I'm sick of people st- just. Like, I, I don't mind playing it, but I don't know why everybody's. I. Needs to share theirs. I shared mine today, just for the first time. But why, Eric? What are you time. doing? Don't, don't do that. God. Um. All right. So, should we give away a pair of tickets right now? Yes. Let's do it. We got a pair of tickets for Utah State San Diego State tomorrow night, eight thirty inside the Spectrum. Should be another good one for the Aggies. Um, San Diego State throttled UNLV last night. I mean, uh, talent is everywhere on this team. They reload. They don't rebuild. Uh, all right. Text in. <laughs> why do you, why why do we have to be easy on this stuff? Stupid. We want to make it easy for our fans, dude. This is gonna be way no too listeners. easy. All right, first one to text into our Gill Mortgage text line. No, it's not the first one. What do you mean? You have to answer it correctly. Well, yeah, first one to answer correctly. That's common sense, Eric. Can't just say one hundred and fifty to one hundred and twenty-five. Oh, that's it. No, Eric. Got to be correct. Okay, first one to text in with the correct answer of the <laughs> of the game <laughs> of the 2019-2020 Mountain West Conference Championship game. What was the final score? Which year? 19? 2019-2020. That's a careful part of it. What was the final score of the game? For the conference championship game. For the Mountain West Conference Championship basketball game. In which Sam Merrill hit a big shot. Why did you say that? Now they have to. It uh, doesn't give anything away. It gave away everything. No, it didn't. You selfish son of a. I didn't give anything away. I'm just helping. Adding some context. You, you know, we don't need any. That's the easiest question possible. They don't need any. Give away the answer. You just pretty much gave them the answer. No, I didn't. That's over. That's why we can't play games with you, Eric. Hey, I forgot what's, uh, look what's hanging out in our studio. Oh, David Ortiz bobblehead doll. With the yeah. Buzz uniform on. Let's just chuck it. But chuck it. Missing his bat. Give it to the horses. It's a broken bat. Yeah. I don't know if that's intentional. No. It's probably steroids. But Ortiz uh, elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame today. Five, six, five, four. Guess what? You just won a pair of tickets. 59-56 was the final score. Eric gave you the answer, but that's okay. I did not give you the answer. You just gave him the answer. 59-56 is the final score. Tomorrow, 5654, if you'll come into the Cash Valley Media Group Studios at 810 West 2nd North, uh, give them your phone number. They will take care of you and give you the tickets.
Thanks for playing. If you didn't win, we have and more? thank and thank you, Eric, for playing. Is that correct? We yes, have another we have. Pair? We have one more pair of tickets, and Eric's not going to get a play this time. Yeah, <laughs> I've been uninvited. Yes, I've been canceled. Yes, absolutely. You and Aaron Rodgers both. Uh, so BYU uh, looks like they are canceling their future Boise State uh, non-conference schedule. Uh, they were originally scheduled to extend their series through 2034. But uh, looks like this fall will be the last that will get canceled. Not, I'm sure they'll try to find a way to get Boise State on their schedule at some future point. Um, but it begs the question for Utah State and and BYU: Should that series continue? Do you think it will? Uh, Utah hasn't been on the schedule since 2012. Will that come back? Uh, so I, I threw this out there. How would you feel about maybe an alternating schedule? You play Utah every other year, and you alternate the venue. And you play BYU every other year, and you alternate the venue. So you don't have Utah and BYU on your schedule every year. And similarly, they wouldn't have Utah State on their schedule every year. But it allows those three schools to continue to play each other on a regular basis. Even if there is some time between. But for Aggie fans... You would have Utah or BYU on the schedule every single year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think that so, I'd be okay with that because it still gives you opportunities to go out and schedule a Washington or Alabama, Tennessee, North Dakota, Weber State. I, I think it allows you to Utah State to continue to put their their non conference scheduling philosophy still in place a power five school to help you with help you with your finances and give your team a chance to win on a big stage uh, a lower division school to help you tune up and make sure you know who you who you are and what you're doing and then a uh, an in-state rivalry game so we'd asked a question in the first hour and I was kind of curious to the um Listeners' answers. We'll gotta take a break here and get our uh, list for uh, interview on here in a little bit. But Eric, if we, if you were told by like Oregon or Clemson, all right, it's going to be two games at our place and no games at your place. We'll play two here at our home, but nothing at your place. Would you take that or playing a one and one with BYU? Say that one more time. So you either play two games at Clemson and you get no return game, or you get a one and one with BYU. Oh, one and one with BYU. I take the two games at Clemson. Okay, so what if we go two games at Clemson and one game at our place? I still think the BYU is a bigger. I take more Clemson. emotionally charged, more. I would focus more attention over Cle- You get Clemson coming to your place. And you get two games there in in South Carolina. One game here. I'd almost take the big money school, the big time program. I, I'm just over the BYU thing, man. I'm done with it. No, oh, but the fan base isn't, as evidenced by what happened this fall. Great football team, great season. Only one sellout game. 
And that was when BYU came to town. But that's because, I mean, a lot of them. Don't, don't give me your BYU excuses. Fans. No, BYU fans purchased those tickets. Okay, great. Take their money. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> However you want to look at it. Take their money or that's the only game in the Valley that Aggie fans care most about. No matter which way you look at it, it's an important game on the schedule to continue to, to have. I, uh, By the way, I... a couple of reactions to the Hall of Fame. Donovan Mitchell says it's ridiculous that Barry Bonds did not get elected. Uh, he's a big baseball yeah, nut. He loves baseball. And, yeah, his dad's still with the Mets. Uh, interesting point here. Danny uh, Vietti, Major League Baseball's all-time hits leader is Pete Rose. Not in. Major League Baseball's all-time hum- home run leader is Barry Bonds. Not in. And the all-time Cy Young leader, Roger Clemens. Not in. Not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Do we need to learn to forgive and forget with the whole Rose thing? Like, there's got to be, like, a statue limitation or something like that, right? Like, all right, dude, it's been 30 years. It's all time for us to move on with our lives. Not we're going to continue to be petty. Because the guy still did things for the for the good of baseball afterwards. I think he's been great as a yeah, commentator. Yeah, but, I mean, look, it's the same thing with Reggie Bush, right? He cheated. Yeah, it's true. Uh, according to the – and I, you're right. You call me on that one. Because Reggie Bush, the things he did, the rules at the time he played. Broke them. He broke those rules. And P. Rose, those are still the same rules that are existing today. Can't do it. Uh, DJ Nelson. I love DJ. Former Aggie. We need to get him on our show. Big baseball fan. I love that guy. Interesting comment here from him. David Ortiz somehow, quote, figures it out, close quote, six years into the league during the height of steroid use in Major League Baseball, pops for roids as a DH, and still doesn't even get to 550 dingers, then gets in on the first ballot. Old heads in baseball are the worst people in sports besides the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> 6789. I do not get baseball at all. They implicitly, if not explicitly, encourage cheating for decades, but these people can't get into the Hall of Fame. I swear, you know, that might be a good point by 6789. They're like, look, our, our sport is tanking. Nobody likes us. Nobody's watching us. We're in the midst of a lockout. McGuire, here's a needle. Here's some pills. Sosa, here you go. Uh, go into a closet, and we'll see you in about six months. Come back in spring. Come back. They're all majorly buff. Hey, guys, good to see you. Now go hit some home runs. And they save the game. And then they're like, hey, by the way, these guys took steroids. They didn't come from us, but, uh, yeah, they cheated. Well, McGuire was just take you know, just going down to his local health store. Yeah. He had it displayed where everybody could see it in his locker. But he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. He wasn't purposely doing stuff. Barry Bonds, now that's a little bit different story. You saw all the attention that McGuire and Bonds, uh, excuse me, that McGuire and Sosa were getting. And... Um, he bulked up, Six, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. He's already a great player. Yeah. Already had a great career. Was already on the path to being a Hall of Fame player. 
But he got so jealous of all their attention that he wanted more. Uh, 679 says, might? Of course it's a good point. Astros still have their World Series, last I checked. Yeah, no players punished. Yeah. So does um, do some of those guys, do they become Hall of Famers? With that hanging over their heads? Yeah. Jose Altuve? Will he get into the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I don't <laughs> 2409, people have to remember it's not baseball that elects the Hall of Fame. It's the baseball writers. Many of them don't even follow the game. Yeah, many of them are just looking for attention, too. Wow, well, they follow the game. Do they? You can't be... You can't vote on it if you're not following the game. It doesn't seem like they're following the game that well, if we're being honest. Hey, uh, we got uh, Josh coming up here in just a minute. Uh, talks in Hawaii. What a what a mess that is, huh? Yeah, no kidding. Head coach debacle with how uh, Coach Graham was dismissed, how June Jones showed interest, wanted the job, but the <coughs> AD wanted to micromanage everything and look over his shoulder. Um, and then he backed out because he wasn't going <laughs> to sign on to that. And then they turn around and... It's to have a new guy, and he doesn't have the same stipulations that June Jones had. So, weird. What's going on there? We're trying to make some sense of what's going on with the uh, University of Hawaii and their football program and the latest on their new stadium and uh, what's going on there with where they're playing in the interim. So, that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. This is Mark Thurston from White Pine Funeral Services. On behalf of all of us here at White Pine, we want to thank the community of Cache Valley for your support this past year. Thank you for selecting us as a silver winner for the best of Northern Utah. We look forward to many more years of working with you here in our community. We know you have a choice and we hope you will consider White Pine Funeral Services. If you have questions about cremation, funerals, or planning ahead, please contact us or visit whitepinefunerals.com. White Pine Funeral Services. What shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Of course I think Mac Jones has a lower ceiling than other guys. But this idea that that the, the Patriots have to completely start all over is laughable. That's what they did this offseason. And teams don't go from starting over to reaching a Super Bowl. That just doesn't happen that way. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Cache Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the Allergy Clinic inside the Cache Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The Allergy Clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cache Valley Hospital. The Allergy Clinic accepts most insurances, including SelectMed. Call the Allergy Clinic at 753-7880-753. 7880. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. 
Eric France and Ajay Salveson here, 106.9 The Fan. Uh, feel free to continue to chime in on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, talking about Hawaii football, uh, is uh, we've been saying kind of a roller coaster with trying to figure out the head coaching position with their football team and also the uh, their interim stadium and how that's uh, progressing. So, Thought we'd reach out to somebody who's following the Hawaii football team very closely. That's Josh Pacheco. We've had him on the show before, friend of the program at uh, ESPN Honolulu. Josh, thanks for your time today. Thanks, my friends. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Um, it, first of all, before we talk about what's going on with the, the new head coach and Tommy Chang, who was a great quarterback, Walk us through just the discontent and the weird stuff that was going on at the at the sunset of, of Todd Graham's tenure there at Hawaii. Yeah, man, and it and it feels like two years ago when it really was just a couple of weeks ago, uh, and even less than that. That's how that's how crazy the last week has been. Um, but the Todd Graham saga it really came to a head. Um, you know, in, in early December, and that was when you had the Twitter space thing going on and you had former players who were there trying to spark a conversation after Shevin uh, Cordero decided he was going to uh, enter the transfer portal, and it became an area where, you know, hurt feelings were shared. Players, current players had shared some things they weren't happy about, and, uh, we, you know, we'd hear some of that come out. It would eventually be lead to a uh, Senate committee hearing, which is uh, rarely, rarely happens. And ultimately, Todd Graham uh, resigned right at first serve of a men's volleyball match uh, two Fridays ago. Um, But, you know, a lot of people were upset. They weren't happy with the hire to begin with. Um, Some people weren't just because he's an X's and O's guy, but we know the past history from places like Arizona State and Tulsa and – it seemed like he didn't really connect with people here. He didn't really connect with the culture. He didn't really do anything community-wise. He was just, well, he was just here as a coach. And um, he ultimately resigned, saved Hawaii a buyout, saved uh, saved anything messy. And uh, that's kind of where it's led to uh, now in the last week with uh, with not only Timmy Chang hired, but June Jones passed over and, and, and the continued, I guess, messiness that has followed since then. What's messier, uh, the Graham situation or the June Jones situation? Whew. <laughs> um, you know, the Graham situation was, in a way, kind of cut and dry um, because you had these things. The only thing you didn't have is you didn't have an investigation. You had you know players talking, and you had Todd Graham basically say, you know, he'd be better. You know, we got to be better communicators, and, and so on and so forth. There was no like apology, but there is an admission that you know, things could have been better and that um, as a staff, he needed to be better. In this instance, up until about today, when we heard from David Matlin, the Hawaii Athletic Director, for the first time about two-plus hours ago, it was, um, it was you know, June Jones, his agent, a statement from Hawaii Athletics, a what now appears to be a rogue press conference that came from the, uh, the the PR director for the university as a whole, and now as as we mentioned today, David Matlin kind of gave gave an apology. But this was worse. This had 
this was messier because it had so many tentacles to things. Um, and I'll try not to give you the longest winded version of the story, <laughs> but ever since, <laughs> ever since Todd Graham resigned, uh, June Jones had been the name that everybody had been throwing out. And I'll say even going back to before Todd Graham was hired, and even going back to before when Nick Rolovich was hired, June Jones was a name that was thrown out by a lot of people because they wanted to relive the glory days, even as I think you two and I would, would both agree, reliving those glory days is next to impossible at this point. We but found that out with Gary Anderson kind of, here. <laughs> yeah, and, and people still want to latch on to that. So uh, in this particular instance, he happened to be here. I mean, June is a part-time resident here. He has, he has a home here, but um, he also happened to be the last-minute replacement coach for the Polynesia Bowl. Um, he was filling in for Trent Dover. And so you have a built-in set of cameras and microphones already there. They're, they're in front of him. You know, he announces he's interested in the job because people are asking him. You know, he's there. And, um, you know, ultimately, he didn't initially apply. He would apply later, led to an interview. And as we learned today from uh, the director of athletics, David Matlin, they came to him with a succession plan uh, to hire him, which is why they offered him a, a short-term contract to lead to a succession plan that they couldn't agree on those terms. And uh, ultimately, June Jones walked away from it. The messiest part, honestly, though, has nothing to do with athletics. The messiest part was a Saturday press conference via Zoom in which the spokesperson for the school, not for the athletic department, and you guys will understand how, how odd it is. It, it's not like the athletic department SID. A spokesperson for the school decided, as we learned today, on his own, that he was going to put together a press conference to shoot down some of the things that were thrown out after... Uh, people in the media learned that June Jones turned out the job. He spoke in on Twitter, later spoke at a Polynesian Football Hall of Fame dinner. UH put out a statement. Then the, uh, then the long-winded press conference talking about June Jones's, uh, you know, lack of care for his supervisors and his character issues and so on and so forth. And it got messy, really, really messy. And then four hours later, Timmy Chang got hired, and um, no one's ever really fully wrapped themselves around that part yet. So let me ask you, this seemed like it's such a contrast in just a short amount of time. According to June Jones, and again, correct me where I'm wrong here because you're closer to this, but according to, to June, or Coach Jones, there was only a two-year uh, contract offered to him, and the AD wanted to be looking over his shoulder and have – a lot of control over who he hired as his assistants, and he wasn't going to stand for that. Then a few days pass, and all of a sudden it's Timmy Chang, and he's got like a four- or five-year uh, contract, and it's okay. He can do whatever he wants. Weird contrast. It is a weird contrast. and as The athletic director tried to state it today. There are two different types of plans. Um, and, and I'll backtrack a little bit to... This past, uh, not this Monday, but the previous Monday, we learned from from David Matlin today that Timmy Chang was actually the front runner for the job when applications started coming in. At that point in time, June Jones had not turned in an application. When June Jones turned in an application, David Matlin said he came up with the idea, which was um, brought up back when Norm Chow was the, you know, had had decided to leave or was let go. The, uh, of an idea that June Jones brought up in the past, which is a succession plan, and, and as he talked about. There was talk at the time about a succession plan where June Jones would lead UH football, would come back and lead UH football, and later hand the reins to Nick Rolovich. 
obviously that didn't happen. Nick Rolovich was was made flat out the head coach. So he wanted to uh, to revive that. And Timmy Chang becoming the next head coach, as we learned on Saturday, would ultimately be the plan B. That Timmy Chang, we learned also today, agreed to. Um, he agreed to be a successor to June Jones if the plan worked out. And so with the years part come in, uh, David Matlin believed in two years and then turning it over. Uh, June Jones didn't want that. Matlin said he upped it to three. June Jones still didn't feel like that was okay. He wanted five. So there was a disagreement there. And then the other disagreement was about uh, the selection of assistant coaches, namely Rich Miano, uh, former Hawaii assistant, current uh, Spectrum Sports broadcast analyst. And uh, David Matlin said today that he wasn't considered because at one point he said he wanted to become the next head coach for the Hawaii football team. It was part of his dream. He felt like that wasn't going to be a good fit. So that's why the, the two slash three, as we learned from UH today in that offer, as compared to the four with an option for five for Timmy Chang, similar to Nick Rolovich's deal with the fifth year being if he goes to uh, a couple of bowl games uh, or goes to a bowl game in his first couple of years, based on one being a succession plan and the other being a straight-up, you know, just offer to be the next head coach with no other strings attached. The part about hiring assistant coaches, though, that is really unchanged uh, because, as Matlin said, part of it, it's the government school, and that's they call that governance where, you know, someone above that person has to approve those hires anyway. Uh, tell me about the state of the team, players and such. Like, where's their mentality with everything that's gone on in the last couple weeks? I mean, you got guys who have left before, but do players still want to stick around during this whole entire mess? It sounds like some do. Uh, in fact, the athletic program put together this campaign. It's called Hashtag Brotherhood. Um, think brotherhood, but local pigeon slang is brada, uh, B-R-A-D-D-A-H. And they've been using that campaign to highlight the student-athletes that have wanted to stay. And, and there are certainly ones that have wanted to stay. We've even been told that there, and we haven't been given names, but there may be some of the transfer portal that with Timmy Chang now in place may be interested in pulling their names out of the portal and coming back. Do we know that for sure? We don't. That's been a rumor that's been circulated around lately. But I think for some of those student-athletes, this, there, there's now closure to this, that um, this whole saga of the Todd Graham, you know, lack of a fit, the June Jones, and, and this public campaign for June Jones, you know, now all of a sudden to Timmy Chang, now that it's over, I think there's now movement. And maybe the bigger thing with that movement is where Hawaii plans to go offensively, uh, which is something Todd Graham never fulfilled in his one of his promises of what he was going to bring uh, to that football program, bringing back the run and shoot, some spread looks, uh, you know, Coach Chang has talked about, that I think that's going to entice people to want to stay. They're going to keep some of the coaches from Todd Graham's staff on board, uh, Jacob Yoro and Abel Amimian, uh, both who have been, been holdovers for a while now. And I think that's going to start to inject some positivity. Plus, Chang is a local guy. And, um, you know, former Hawaii players you guys mentioned was, was born here. And I think that will inject some positivity that's much needed, I think, to this group. Josh Pacheco with ESPN Honolulu joining us here on the Full Court Press. And Josh, uh, tell us a little bit about Chang's coaching uh, experience. Uh, why was he one of the hot targets to be elevated to be the head coach? We know he had a great career as a, as a player, but what's his experience been like as a coach? 
His ex- and, and that's where I think some people aren't thrilled. Um, you know, his FBS experience, He's a he's been a positions coach. I mean, he just he had left Nevada just a couple of months ago to join Jay Norvell at Colorado State as a wide receivers coach. Uh, he had been a, an offensive coordinator at a uh, at a lower level um, at a couple of schools, but you know clearly his experience was not going to stand out. And I, I think for most candidates that would have entered their names into this job this late, uh, being late January, you weren't going to have a lot of experience to choose from. I mean, outside of uh, of June Jones, obviously. You know, Rich Miano put his name in the mix for a moment, but he's never been a head coach. Uh, we heard Brian Smith's name come up, uh, former Hawaii offensive coordinator. He was with Nick Rolovich at Washington State. He doesn't really have head coaching experience. He's been a coordinator, but I would argue with you guys, he's lost play calling duties at both schools under Nick Rolovich at several different portions of his tenure. So I probably wouldn't have gone that route anyway. He is the up-and-comer. Um, he's not an expensive hire. And um, this Hawaii program, I think, as most group of five programs are, you'll have to find those kind of individuals because those may be the best individuals to push your program back up. And I think that's one of the reasons why Dave Madlin made this hire. It wasn't necessarily experience, um, but kind of up and coming, you know, some of the things he's already done and very similar to Nick Rolovich. And, And frankly, in three years, take the vaccine thing aside, at Washington State, Rolovich was successful at Hawaii, and, and they hope that Timmy can do the same thing here. Josh, I know there's been uh, there's been some weirdness with the program anyway, with having to move to an alternate location to play their games where they practice. Uh, they were going to tear down the old stadium. What's the current status of just the 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 arena and the field that they play on, and what's that future look like? Weirdness does not even begin to describe that. Um, <laughs> I, well, we learned some news today on that. Uh, the University of Hawaii right now plays on campus at the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. You guys will see that uh, coming up next year. It was a 9,000-seat venue. Uh, I mean, they had to put that together in eight months after Aloha Stadium was deemed unusable um, to have fans in. So uh, we learned today there was an initial plan to get that stadium to 15,000. That's not going to happen until 2023. We just learned that maybe they'll have a thousand more seats, uh, end zone seating. So it looks like Hawaii may have about 10,000 people uh, as an attendance number for next year. The stadium, uh, the current Aloha Stadium, it was used last year for some high school games, uh, but with no fans. So just you know, lights on, scoreboard on, a couple of, of uh, media folks there, and that's it. We don't know how that's going to look like in 2022, but uh, they have a plan, uh, a new Aloha Stadium Entertainment District, which they're talking about as a public-private partnership with some uh, some businesses, some housing, et cetera, around the stadium that we don't we don't know for sure what the attendance number was is going to be. We were told at one point thirty thousand. Now it seems to be floating between thirty and thirty-five. Request for proposal um, that hasn't been done yet. It was supposed to already have started. That hasn't happened yet. As of right now, the plan for that is they want to start building in 2023, but they have to knock down the current stadium before they can build. They've got some underground sewer stuff that they need to do. And uh, after that, who knows when it's going to be done, 2025, 2026? So it could be a while, and Hawaii would like to get its current facility to 15,000 at some point, maybe more. 
Um, but they're going to be under that FBS number. Uh, they're going to have to have a waiver for that again because it looks like they'll be closer to 10 uh, for the 2022 season. Wow. Wow. Crazy times for Hawaii football. Well, Josh, we appreciate your time. I know this has been a really weird uh, week to 10 days especially. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we just—I've been watching your your uh, your reports on social media, and I know that uh, fans have been reacting, and sometimes uh, they get emotional and come after the messenger, which isn't always nice. But uh, it's been interesting to kind of follow all of this and appreciate your time today and helping us understand just how crazy it has been, and hopefully it settles down and things can start moving forward for the the Warriors. I think uh, I think we'll get there. Appreciate you guys, and we'll keep in touch. All right, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, guys. Josh Pacheco with uh, ESPN Honolulu, and uh, you know wow, what a wild. What I love about month. that interview from Josh is that he was like, you know, I'm gonna just put it straight. Like it, things are kind of weird and crazy and a little bit wacky, but we're okay. Like there's a sense of realism, but optimism too. That's hard to do in life. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Good for him. That's true. <laughs> All right, time out here in the full court press. Uh, more. D- Man, we got an injury report for the Jazz. We'll update you on who They're will and screwed. who won't be available for tomorrow night. Uh, update you what happened last night as well with reactions. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the Best of Northern Utah's Fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. We are talking with Jeff at Daryl's Appliance. Why does Northern Utah choose Daryl's when they need to repair their appliances? Our customers trust us to get the job done right. We have been repairing appliances for over 52 years. We also have our Under One Roof loyalty program where we discount the trip charge when you decide to buy new instead of the repair. Plus, our service calls and parts are guaranteed. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. All right, big thanks again to Josh Pacheco with ESPN Honolulu. Boy, what a wild month it's been. For the Hawaii football team, like you know, it's bad when the coach's son is 
transferring away, and he doesn't even want to be a part of it. But uh, hopefully things do settle down for them. A new, uh, young, relatively unproven coach, but certainly did great things as a player. So uh, hopefully, yeah, give him some opportunity and see what he can do. Um, Utah Jazz, last night against the Phoenix Suns, look, they were understaffed. Uh, they didn't have as many guys available, but uh, man, they gave them gave it a fight. They made it a game. It kind of reminded me of the Toronto game, but the big exception was that there were some starters mixed in there. There were some rotational guys that were uh, maybe not starters. All the starters were out, but there were some significant rotational guys uh, in the mix there for the Jazz last night in Phoenix. And um, man, they gave it a lot of effort, and they had the lead. At halftime, uh, they had the lead at the end of the third and uh, going into the fourth quarter, and then uh, Chris Paul does what Chris Paul does, and he is one of the best in the NBA in the clutch and really started to dial it up and finished with 27 points. Devin Booker poured in 33. That's a Those two, that's a great combination, but um, great effort by the Jazz. Uh, Rudy Gay, uh, the Jazz go small at certain stretches with Rudy Gay. Uh, Whiteside uh, struggled early on. Some guys looked like they were just going through the motions. It took them a minute to wake up, but then they did. They played hard. Uh, Whiteside with 10 points and nine boards. Rudy Gay had 13 points, five boards. Uh, even uh, House, I mean, he's Daniel House is making a case that he absolutely needs to remain on the roster. Does he solve the problem the Jazz are looking for? Do they still need to make a trade? Maybe you look at Robert Covington, for example. But uh, House, uh, seven boards, four assists, two steals, two blocks, 14 points. Nice effort. And um, Quinn Snyder made a point to highlight and kind of congratulate, if that's the right word, the effort of his team last night, making a point uh, that um, effort does not require talent. And hopefully the starters were paying very close attention to how that team played and how they dug in and gave themselves a shot against the best team in the NBA. Now, who is and isn't available for tomorrow night's game against this very same Phoenix Suns? Well, there are a few players that are out. Donovan Mitchell remains out in in concussion protocol, and Rudy Gobert is out because of that left uh, that that calf strain. Definitely something. To, uh, to go easy on, but everybody else should be back. So <clears throat> we'll see what kind of effort they give um, tomorrow night. It's a late game, <clears throat> 8 o'clock tip-off, and so that game will be joined in progress because tomorrow night we'll have the uh, Skyview uh, basketball game here on the fan. But uh, Jazz and Suns meet again tomorrow. But uh, certainly... I feel a lot better about where this team is at. Even though they've lost a few games here with Golden State and Phoenix, I feel a lot better about where the team is at. They're playing better defensively. They're giving uh, themselves a chance in some of these games. And while it sucks having some of these key starters and even rotational guys out with injury or COVID, it's it's forcing some of these other guys to play meaningful minutes. We, We saw deep bench players play a year ago, but that was only in garbage time after the Jazz blew their opponents out. And so when those bench guys were playing, 
it wasn't against good competition. It was sloppy basketball. They're just getting minutes just to finish out the game. But what's going on now in December, even though it's tough and they're losing some games, they're getting quality minutes and improvement. That's the most important thing, improvement from these players. Jared Butler, I thought he played great. Three for four from three, 13 points. Trent Forrest was fantastic. 17 points, six rebounds, a couple of assists. So, look, these are painful but important games for the team to go through for the Utah Jazz. Uh, so tomorrow night uh, we'll have the high school games going on first. And for Skyview, they are hosting Logan. And it'll be this is the only place to hear that game because the Aggies are taking on San Diego State and pregame coverage on KVNU on KVNU game night starts at 7.30. So the only way to listen to that high school game between Logan and Skyview will be here on the fan with Hurricane John Newbold. Pre-game coverage around 6.45. Tip-off will be at 7. And then when that game concludes, we will join the Jazz in progress. Speaking of high school hoops, don't forget, it's going to be our Ridgeline, excuse me, our Region 11, our Cash Valley Media Group Region 11 Girls Basketball Game of the Week tonight. Ridgeline versus Bear River. And that'll be streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. AJ Knight and uh, Nick Zollinger will be on the call for uh, that one highlighting girls basketball in uh, Region 11. And as we saw with the uh, latest RPI rankings, Ridgeline still on top in the state in 4A girls basketball. Another timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, uh, some end-of-the-season comments, a press conference now that their season is completed. What did he have to say about Jordan Love and his future with the program? That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware, and in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Does your employer offer you seven weeks of vacation each year? Do they offer four-day weekends after three 12-hour shifts? If not, you're working at the wrong place. This is Scotty with Homestead Cabinet and Hiram. You heard me right. Seven weeks vacation, four-day weekends, three-day work weeks. Homestead Cabinet and Hiram is the place to be. We need good hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.net slash careers and apply today. Crystal Vision would like to thank their clients for their best year yet. They're grateful for your business and trust. It's a new year, so time for a new look. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, has a frame style you'll love that will set you apart from others. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, Tanaj, 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 Tanaj Salveson. I will hurt somebody's feelings! Royce O'Neal, 
his offense has totally evaporated and disappeared. He's never had an offense. You always defend him. Well, he's going the best defensive player guy, and uh, that really matters. Well, guess what, Eric? He sucks at offense, and now you finally see it, and you're like, hey, where's his offense at? 91.76, AJ's Eric impression, spot on. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant.com for reservations today the full court press connect with us on facebook twitter and online at 1069thefan.com welcome back to the full court press eric france and aj salveson he had to sneak away a little bit early but hey uh matt lafleur the packers their season is done they're over so we met with the media today as uh, just kind of cleaning out the lockers and saying goodbye for the season and he had some interesting things to say about Jordan Love and then reacting some, to some comments Aaron Rodgers made about not wanting to be part of a rebuild. So first, uh, Matt LaFleur talking about uh, Jordan Love. And uh, is he growing? Is he, a, is he a future player with the program? Is he going mean, to – how is he progressing as a player? Jordan's come a long way. Uh, I still think with any young player that has, hasn't gotten maybe the experience um, – up to this point, there, there's still a lot of room for growth. So I think it's going to be an important offseason that when he does come back, it's it's making sure that his footwork is, is sharp, that he is on the details of what we're trying to accomplish on each and every play, on all the concepts, really a mastery of the offense, and then just the command that he has. And, um, you know, I, I know he takes that that to heart and he takes it very personally and and he'll do whatever he can to be his best. So clearly there's an attitude that Jordan Love has a a ways to go still before he can be a starter uh, for the Green Bay Packers, but um, they trying to point him in the right direction and what he needs to work on. And um, and hopefully he does right. And takes that next step and next uh, opportunity. It's hard to get on the field when you've got somebody like Aaron Rodgers ahead of you, but, um, yeah, hopefully Aaron, uh, Jordan Love continues to put in the work and give himself a chance at uh, being an NFL quarterback. Uh, one of the other interesting comments from Matt LaFleur was, um, you know, after the game this weekend, Aaron Rodgers said uh, he was not sure what his future is going to look like. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild with a bunch of guys with expiring contracts. And Matt LaFleur kind of takes exception to that. Says, We're not – he doesn't believe he's part of a rebuilding program. There's no plan for a rebuild. Um, you know, you get this close. Obviously, we won a lot of football games, and we know in order for there not to be that, he's got to be a part of this thing. Yeah, so he's uh, doesn't think that that's a fair assessment from Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't want it to be a rebuild. But one thing that Matt LaFleur has to, and this uh, Packers organization has to come to, a hard realization is you got to trim something somewhere because the roster and the the salaries will not add up. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting offseason in Green Bay. 
Uh, hey, that's going to do it for us here in the Full Court Press. Thank you so much for tuning in, being part of the show. Also, thanks to Josh Pacheco with ESPN Honolulu. Just a wild, wild month, a uh, month and a half, really, for the uh, Hawaii football team. And uh, Utah State will be heading out there this uh, coming fall in a very small stadium. But last year, they really didn't allow very many fans at all. Hopefully, in the fall, they can fill that up and maybe even add more seats uh, as they go. But um, we'll see how things progress and how uh, Coach Chang puts his uh, staff together out there in Hawaii as well. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, we've got uh, girls basketball on Cash Valley Daily coming up here in less than an hour with Ridgeline and Bear River. And tomorrow, a lot of uh, boys games on the air and online as well.